0: Welcome to Fireside. We'll talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than Fireflies. Stay tuned, mickey has got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus, the next toy, baby, here will you choose. Even the superhero, Fight Club, where we usually lose. Just so popping those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, Earth you with features. And neither listen by a weekly or you can binge us. We got it all, baby.
2: Are there ninjas?
0: So relax a lie back. as you start another issue of Fireside Chats. Comic facts wise crash Welcome to the show. This is Fireside Chats. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Betty, And with me is always my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Mashko.
1: Can I kick it? Yes,
0: you can. Do it again. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. And then there's Mauer. Beep you. Go, Mashko, do it again. Can I kick it? you Yes, you can. No, no, Mauer, you gotta, you gotta be like an exclamation point. Mash, go do it again. Okay.
1: Can I kick it? Yes,
0: you can. Beep you. There it is. <laughs> there wow. it is. Welcome to the Wednesday show. If you're new around here, that's where we
2: talk about those comic related current events. Comic related current events. Boom.
0: Boom. Look at it. We get, it's it's like we've done this before. It's, Just a few.
2: only <laughs> five hundred and sometimes a
0: couple times. All right, all right, all right. So We got a whole lot of things to talk about. Actually, we have a whole lot of news. So we want to jump into this as fast as we can. So we've got uh, a kind of a big deal connection between Venom and Spider Man.
1: We've got uh, Marvel in hot water with retailers, and we got the Penguin
2: becoming Penguin one more time. <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, yeah, yeah. What's funny? How you know, when you think of penguin, this this is that's the face that
2: comes to mind. With all the
0: iterations of penguin, well, there's one, and I'm being vague on purpose. Cause well, it's everybody, funny because
2: you put the name in there. It's like, no, I don't have to say that name. It's true. It's I can true. say the penguin becomes penguin one more time. You all, mother beepers, know what I'm saying.
0: And he's the most non-like he's penguin, sure, but he's such a unique penguin. Anyway, all right, let's move into uh, let's move into comics. Let's get this one out of the way because it still doesn't quite make sense to me. So I'm just going to let Moshko and Maurer handle this because they we talked about it before the show and I'm still lost. So uh, <laughs> apparently retail exclusives aren't retail exclusives. That's all I know. <laughs> so go, go time, ahead, James.
1: Every time I read this, I, I almost get a second opinion on what's going on because at this point I'm not sure, but uh, I'll kind of leave this off, Maurer. With Walmart selling comics we all know that's been happening it's been happening for the past two years they've been doing a nice job with it uh the newest bulk uh items that they've received has actually kind of thrown some some things in the uh uh, basically a wrench in the collector's uh whatever the word is i'm looking for but basically the variants there's huge Variants that are showing up in these bags.
0: All those low keys,
1: all those low keys. <laughs> you know the the one in twenty five, the one in one hundred. All these exclusives. It was low hanging. I had to go for it. <laughs> I, I know.
2: Wouldn't thankfully, expect anything more from you.
1: Thankfully, Mowers missed all of our variant talks because he wow. would turn into a variant to fuck that show. Exactly. That's my wow. one. one. Wow. That's your one. <laughs> really and pushing that, that pg-13 rating here <laughs> and that's that's kind of how the conversation went before we actually started recording about this story so maur you had a bunch of uh yes yeah, so there's a few things this.
2: walmart has a few different ways they're selling comics they have those giant magazine ones that they've been putting out like the the collective of like the best stories they have been getting some individual issues and then they get the traditional overprint packs And we've seen them in retailers before. I know Kmart did them for years when we were younger. Um, Toys R Us did them when we were younger, too. And I believe Books A Million did it a few years ago. They normally do it for a short period of time. They sit on that spinner rack for years, and then they realize it wasn't a good deal because comic fans normally don't like buying those bags, and they they stop it. Walmart's been bringing people in with those other things, those magazine style and the other individual issues. So people were already kind of going there to buy things, stumbled on, grabbed a few of those box, those bags, and there was variants in it. The reason why I think this is happening is those 1 to 25, 1 to 50, 1 to 100 variants are printed, but they get distributed based on what the comic shops are buying. And we know comic sales aren't What they were right now, because all comic shops are saying is we're not selling comics. So if they thought that they would need a 1,000 of the 1 to 100s, but comic shops only needed 70 of them, they have all of those sitting there. So that's the one kind of caveat that we're going to. Now, uh, what Random House is saying, that it was a mistake on the SKU, or whoever, you know, there's a SKU mistake, or were they supposed to be packaged there? We don't know if it really was a mistake. Normally, it's just you buy these pallets and you don't know what's in it. What, and Menti, what you were more upset about was the shop exclusives.
0: Well, I, it's, it's not even that. It's just that, you know the from what I understand, here's the story. There's variants that are exclusive and cost more, and they were showing up in these little packs, and people were realizing that. Some people were spending upwards of 300 hours on these packs to try and be able to flip them and throw them on eBay as fast as possible. And other retailers who had exclusive content apparently wasn't actually exclusive because they only bought so many issues or something to get the exclusive issue. Regardless, their brand is now being uh, on books thrown out without their say or know how they did. It's not something that they had any anything to do with. And I just it's just very confusing to me.
2: Well, last time Marvel was in a comic con in Philadelphia. If you went there and I think there's still some when they send their comics there. I remember being able to buy those retailer like, you know, mid city comic covers from their booth. Like, they had ones from all over the country, and they had, you know, Wizard World ones, and they had, you know, you could buy them. You pay for them to print it, they're always going to have an overflow of them. That they can do what they please with it. The issue, I think, that's really the fire is Midtown's probably not selling their own comic right now. Like, it's probably sitting on their shelf, and they're getting upset that people are buying it elsewhere and selling it for a higher dollar amount. Which is understandable, but you don't think a
0: situation like this even further devalues special comics? Not like right now Like the whole point because... of variant covers to begin with. Doesn't this hurt that?
2: No, because you have these rogue investors right now that are controlling the collectibles market. People like Gary Vee, who is taking an entire generation of people right now and telling them to go to yard sales to buy action figures, sports cards, and comics to flip. And as investments... He is creating a whole other market for these. So the market is huge right now. It's going to pop in a few years. But right now, this is the world we live in with collectibles. You should see what it's like for some of these toys. Um, <laughs> stuffed animals from, like, when we were younger, just the Tiny Toons ones that you would get at, like, Kmart. There's some of them selling for five, six, seven hundred dollars a pop.
0: Well, I, so. believe that. I just feel like I feel like if you spent $80 on a variant cover and then that same day I went to Walmart, spent $3 and I got the same cover, you would be pissed. But you, would,
1: you would also you would be pissed, but it still falls back on you. Because if you knew that that stuff was available and you can get it for that. So, right now, all this came to light. Yeah,
0: it sounds like people didn't know that.
1: (laughs) All this came to light when things started popping up on Reddit and then it hit all the forums and then it hit all the Facebook groups. And then you started seeing the pictures of people picking up, you know, uh, uh, Silver Surfer number five, black something or other that's going for like 500 bucks on eBay. All that stuff started pushing out. And then you started seeing the pictures of people going in. And all the bags are ripped open. They're trying to cherry pick stuff to see if there's things in there that they can actually use. Uh, and, yeah, from a collecting standpoint, for people who truly do love collecting, it's, it's a terrible situation. But this happens all the time with everything. Same thing with action figures.
2: But I also remember when those, and we can move on after this. I remember when those uh, shop ones, the shops weren't charging extra for It was just like a thank you. Like you're a fan of the shop, do you want the shop cover one? Um, The what's the shop that features goes to in the city? Uh, The one shop down there. We met them at Comic Con. I always forget the guys. They're uh, they've invited to their shop a few times. Oh, brave new world. Brave new world. Like they had their own cover for I forget something, and like they weren't charging extra for it. They just thought like, hey, if we're gonna spend the money and order six hundred copies of this. Why not spend a little bit more and have our s- copies be our own shop?
0: I remember spending on Midtown's cover for uh the the George Lucas first original script comic for Star Wars. Do you remember they did that? Which is yeah. it's terrible by the way. We we dodged the bullet on that one. Um but <laughs> uh regardless, I remember spending extra on their version of the cover because it was the iconic uh you know <laughs> Schwarzenegger looking Mark Hamill one, yeah. where he's got the <laughs> he's got the lightsaber in the air. And you're like a hey, little Conan the Warrior on this cover. Now here. that
2: one I think is different than what's coming out now. That was them buying buying a variant because it didn't have Midtown Comics built into it. Oh, it, it,
0: it had their, their it has their on logo it, on it.
2: But sometimes regardless. you get like there's a bunch of Walking Dead where the shop that he breaks through the window, they put the logo into the cover of that. It's something for people to get upset about i don't think it's as big a deal as calling it variant gate
0: i will say i mean hey good name weird weird but good name i think it's a very good name it's the hot word right now yeah it's like i'd say go with it run with that see where it takes you and i might head over to walmart i don't know listen the only gamble a little bit this is my kind of gambling
2: (laughs) yeah the only good name we should be talking about is jonathan hickman
0: Oh, Jonathan Hickman. I'm so excited. Here's what's so weird about Jonathan Hickman's uh, X-Men run is it is it's phenomenal and yet kind of dull at the same time. It's the <laughs> most boring changing but it's incredible what like, he did and how he evolved X Men, and there's a reason for it. So the news is is Jonathan Hickman is leaving the uh, the X Men series with Inferno, which is his one of his upcoming uh, arcs. And he said he originally uh, told Marvel it was going to be a three kind of mega arc series. So it was gonna we be talked three... about it. Three crossover events. Um, But he said he planted so many seeds in the first arc that all of these different writers kind of took off with it and built their own thing out of it. So like Krakoa quite literally evolved in Marvel Comics as we know it. So he created Krakoa, had this grand plan, couldn't go through with it because he literally said, I would love to move on to the second arc. And all the writers who were working on current X-Men books were like, please don't. (laughs) Like, this is working for us. This is working well. So... They decided that he's going to move on to another project that apparently is going to come out next year, uh, but he will not be finishing his
2: arc, and X-Men is going to just evolve kind of naturally, which is interesting. Well, and when you have somebody like Hickman, this is the risk, and if even he acknowledged he knew it was a risk, because he does this, I'm going to plant seeds in this comic, and 700 issues later, I'm going to give you a payoff. Well, that's his bread and butter. So... Unfortunately, and it sounds like he really knew with this one, with X-Men about to happen in the MCU and the writers catching the buzz right now, I think the not progressing to his next stages is more of a let's let them play in this sandbox right now until we're ready to push forward.
0: I think this is going to connect to a story we're going to talk about a little later on. Uh, I'm going to leave that theory be until we get a little bit further on, but it, it makes the most sense for a name like Hickman. Um, so, hold on to this story. Keep that, tuck that away in the back of your head, because I'm going to bring little, this back up. A little foreshadowing. Just a little bit, a little, a little bit. Tease. So let's talk about some DC stuff, and we're going to rattle off some quick ones here. First off, we've got a new book called Robins that uh, I think they were uh, DC was playing around with online on social media. with like, hey, here's some different story arcs. Which ones do you want to go with? And this one apparently was the one that won out. Uh, but strong, the, guy. I- Pick strong guy. Strong <laughs> guy. Strong guy was not <laughs> <laughs> one of the options. Um but uh but uh it the the thought is what if there was a robin before Dick Grayson? So apparently the villain of this book is going to pull all of the different robins together. Uh well he's not, or she's not, or it's not, or whoever the this new Robin is, or old Robin, or old new Robin, um, all of the Robins are gonna t- team up to go ahead and take them out. So Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, uh, Stephanie Brown and Damian
2: Wayne. kind okay, sounds uh, like they're taking clues from Hush 2.
0: Okay. Uh, well, that's not going to be out until Rob's number one will be out in November. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty, it seems pretty cool. I'm into the idea. Uh, then we've got, which we were talking about in the beginning, with some Penguin news. And, <laughs> Mr., Mr. Maurer, who is, who is said Penguin?
2: Danny DeVito, um, the son of Paul Rubens. My nose
0: could be gushing <laughs> with blood. Not Arnold uh,
2: Schwarzenegger's brother. That is. Uh, writing an 80 pa- or for the 80th anniversary, he's writing his own one shot, yep, penguin story. And yeah, I'm he is it's amazing, that's the greatest greatest news. And it's you, his, it's his penguin. This is a this is telling more of his penguin. Well, and if you've ever heard stories about him back on taxi and shows like that, like he has a creative mind that they would bounce ideas off of him. him and Kaufman you know, together would shape a lot of those comedic moments on that show. So, you know, he's going to take a character that he loves like this and give it 110%. This is one of those few celebrity written books that I'm excited for.
0: Oh, 100%. And and the fact that there's also the Batman 89 coming out around the same time, too, like that's Mm -hmm. that's been coming out and we're seeing what like the Robin was going to be um and Billy D's Two Face. <laughs> finally seeing Billy D's Two Face. We heard Billy D's Two Face, but this is our first time seeing him. Um, but yeah, it's so. The book's called uh, Gotham City Villains Anniversary, right? Not the name yep, of the book. Giant
2: Number One. They could have made that title a little bit longer, and it'd be easier to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know when that's coming out, though. Yeah, and I'm not sure about that. But
0: I don't think they've
2: given a date yet.
0: That is uh, that's in the works, and the fact that Danny DeVito is writing a Penguin book is one of the greatest bits of news uh, you're gonna get from this show. <laughs> yeah, we we'll start we we'll start with a bang.
1: Now, could I pause for a second just so everyone who's listening knows what I was talking about with Arnold Schwarzenegger? Because I think you completely missed twins. It. Twins. They play brothers. Uh, you know, they Did twins. you guys
2: miss me saying he Paul Robin Paul Rubin's son? I get it. <laughs>
0: uh no i missed that my eyes shot open i was like arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> I, I was like wait is Wee herman related to arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> how is that possible Wee herman
2: played his dad in
0: could you Batman. imagine Wee herman with an austrian accent <laughs> I, I get it i get it I, i've put all the pieces together now but when he's arnold schwarzenegger just felt so out of I left field are, like, but what point? am i <laughs> what? <laughs> uh anyways keeping this moving uh Oof, man, this one's going to take a little bit more to explain, but I got to talk about Task Force Z because it's oh kind of cool. Um, so real quick, uh, Future State had A-Day, uh, something this is a l- spoiler alert for a bunch of different books. But A-Day <laughs> was uh, a day was a big event that that kind of created part of Future State in Gotham. And we finally found out what that was, which is the Joker released off a cel- silent version of his gas, which killed uh, all of the inmates and a lot of the staff and stuff at Arkham, one of which was Bane. Um, But it seems like they're using this as a way, kind of like Brightest Day brought back a lot of heroes that died um, from the past. So Blackest Night brought us a lot of zombified characters and Brightest Day brought them back. It looks like they're doing something similar here with this A-Day concept because you now have Task Force Z, which is being led by uh, the, I think, the best option you could possibly go with leading an army of the dead, which is Jason Todd, who's, you know, died and come back so if you're gonna have somebody who is he is quite he's literally like a smart zombie so uh jason todd's pretty good idea to lead this team you also have zombie bane zombie man bat zombie arkham knight zombie mr boom and shadow runner now some of these characters are much newer but i mean you know man bat you know bane uh arkham knight was because of the game that, that, that's why like last isn't year.
2: solomon grundy on this and, team and zombie on this team
0: that's a great question well zombies marvel right
2: Yes, never that's, mind. That's 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 why that. That's not, why he's not there. That's
0: that one. But uh, regardless, that's a great question. Solomon Grundy should be on this team. But uh, anyway, the, this is kind of leading to getting a, a former Suicide Squad member back from the dead, who recently died by getting shot in the chest a couple times by Black Mask, who's I think pretending to be Superman. Uh, anyway, that is good old Floyd Lawton. Uh, A.K.A. Deadshot So this might be how Deadshot returns to the DC universe Without having to do with some kind of crazy retcon Or excuse me, some crazy um, reboot that, that DC tends to do over retcons
2: I wonder how long this story was in development Because initially, you know, we had Deadshot That was supposed to be the leader of Team 2 In the, the Suicide Squad And around this time we probably were supposed to have The Deadshot movie like i wonder if this story coming out would have been impacted by those
0: well according to Aegis selba he was never he was always going to be him
2: as yeah but it wasn't when they still in the early only reason um, we talked
0: about it like 2 weeks ago <laughs> or sorry not
2: but they still had him in the storyboards in the beginning of and you can see it in the behind the scenes where you'll see pictures of him and then at one point it was death strike leading team 2 the stroke.: Death strokes, yeah, sorry. You're, you're having one., <laughs> you're,
0: all, you're <laughs> wow. all over the place.
2: <laughs> but I mean, but even James Gunn said that it was originally they were going to replace him, but then he decided he wanted a chance for Will to come back:
1: so, yeah, that's,
0: that's news, uh, but let's go ahead and talk about what if. So what, what, what did we think of what if?
1: What, what if is- Mauer actually liked what if? No Listen, the, no the Disney way. Plus shows no started here, way. and then
2: they took a step down, and they took a step down, and then they took a step down. So we already
0: know Bah Humbug over there is going to say that it, that it was crap. And he, You can't say it, that was a good horrible. show. Neither
2: one of you can look anyone in the eye and be like, that was good. I think it was good,
0: but it was boring.
1: I'm on record saying it wasn't the greatest. It was yeah, it's, it's entertaining. Boring. How could it be good and it's, boring?
0: It's because it's, the concept is better than that first episode
2: was. Mm-hmm. The
0: concept is enough to keep me around.
2: The concept of what if?
0: Of, yes, of, of zombie superheroes the, the, uh, and, and Vision or Ultron with all the Infinity Stones and Spider Strange. Yeah, I'm in. Then maybe lead
2: <laughs> off with an episode that doesn't suck.
0: Yeah, They, just, they wanted the flagship character, which was going to be Captain Carter. That's what they wanted. And, and I now they want to bring her you, back multiple times? I bet you Captain Carter shows up in live action. I will put money on that within the next couple of years. You're going to see because of the multiverse stuff. You're going to see a live action. Captain Carter. Mark my words.
1: That just comes down to everybody liking the actress. That's the only reason that character has any meaning right now. And will, you know, mm-hmm. as long as she's attached to it.
2: And she's got a following, man. She's got a, whoo, she's got a following. It's because she's smoking hot. Sure. But it doesn't <laughs> change the fact that she has a following. So they're going to, they're going to. How come that, that following didn't keep her show on the air?
0: They tried. Remember how mad they were when uh, when they, they didn't put Peggy Carter in the Peggy Carter show in her Marvel Legends? Remember everybody was up in arms because they, they added none of the Marvel Legends or none of her show that's technically or supposedly still canon? Apparently not, according to Marvel Legends. But anyway... Um, <laughs> Moving on to uh, here, here's my. I, I want to get back into what if and and talk about another article, but before we do that, here here's my quick thoughts on Titan, on Titans. Titans. The first three episodes were great. I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed where they were going. It's the same kind of melodrama madness that leans into the superhero
2: campiness that you'd You've expect. You've said the same thing for the first three episodes of every season. Yeah, well, until no, they get no, to the last it's, three, it's not and then you're the, like, it it's not
0: even the first three episodes. <laughs> it's the last one. It's amazing how the show is is consistently great until the very last episode. You're like, how do you ruin the whole... It's like Game of Thrones. It literally is the, the final season of Game of Thrones every single time Titans comes out. Because the last episode comes out and you're like, you ruined the whole season. I don't know how you pulled it off, but you ruined the whole thing in one episode.
1: I tell you what, I, I really want to like this show. I have way too much that I need to get caught up on. There's really only one show that I'm watching right now, and that is Heels on Stars. And if you want to catch our opinion on that, check yesterday's show and follow us moving forward every Monday.
0: Plug. plug, plug. All right. Plug. So going back into What If, I want to talk <laughs> about Jim Shooter, and I want to talk about Jonathan Kirkman for a second here. Uh, so Jim Shooter, uh, a, a writer at Marvel, best known for a little book called uh, Secret Wars, uh, uh, believes... That Marvel is working on some kind of either movie, live action series, something live action uh, connected to that. So I'm, we're doing it in TV, just because I'm not sure where it goes. Um, but, <laughs> but hear me out here. He was offered that. That seems like that silly contract we talked about not too long ago, where they gave him they 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 essentially kind of wanted to trick him into a contract. But I don't even want to talk about that. The fact that that Marvel is trying to get him to sign a contract that uh, that. Include Secret Wars means that that is absolutely something they're building towards, right? That's that we we heard about this when in, that when Endgame was coming out that they, the the uh, Russo brothers were interested in working on uh, Secret Wars was the only thing that they'd be willing to continue to do for Marvel is that one story. I think so, they just want the name. Uh, you're right. Hear me out. So what if what if is also leading us towards that. What if Captain Carter shows up in something like a Secret Wars of the MCU? Because the MCU Secret Wars, especially with what's happening with the Marvel uh, multiverse right now, is a much bigger story than just pulling heroes and villains from and putting them on Battleworld. So what if the Beyonder truly pulls heroes from across the multiverse out of their respected universe, puts them on a place called Battleworld, does the same thing with villains and has them fight it out and that gives us someone like Captain Carter and they're just trying to get the original story down. And, going going to jonathan hickman what if next year he's working on another version of secret wars to try and get people interested in and name recognition again remember they did this with secret warps not too long ago so it would not surprise me and that's that's a jonathan hickman book if i've ever ever thought of one some grandiose kind of story something like that if they did a multiversal version of secret wars that the um, mcu disney plus could be moving towards is pretty exciting I guess.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, if um, that,
0: look, if, if you are so jaded that that concept does not excite you, then, dude, you've lost your, your comic fandom. <laughs> like That no, is the I've craziest just, concept. I've lost
2: <laughs> my faith in MCU.
0: How? In, in a couple TV shows? Yeah. Wow, that's a shame, man. There was life before the pandemic. I just want to let you know, (laughs) it was a grand time. We got ten years worth of phenomenal things, a track record that speaks for itself.
1: And then they shat on TV. Do you think they need to do something to outshine the, you know, the first couple phases and you know everything that led up to
0: Endgame? Not need to, but want to. We'll try. But you could
1: do that in a three movie arc. Why not? You guys twenty
0: movies. you don't think the Beyonders are is a is an is an a, a, an easy concept to start bringing in because of the multiverse? I
2: like, rather see more movies separate from each other in the MCU, less that, bringing together. And you now can do that with things like the multiverse. It's fine, but I don't need a big movie w- with a bunch of different characters in it.
0: I get. Like, that. I don't want to see that. Right. Well, then you then I'm so sorry. You're gonna hate doing this show for a while because I don't know if you've noticed, but that's what the MCU does, and it's. Counts for a lot of what we talk about on this show, man. we have got multiple here. Let's. You want to move on to our next bit of news where Venom might be connected.
2: <laughs> like, being, are, there's a difference in being connected and forcing a bunch of characters in every single thing. That doesn't you know, the necessarily problem be that you forced. had with Iron Man in the Spider-Man movie. You know that was MCU going. We have to force something happen in there. You I mean, really like have,
0: team ups that happen all the time in Marvel Comics. It's kind
2: of a bread and butter of the of the whole publishing company. And then you have full storylines where there's no team ups. Sure, we haven't had that in seven years. But
0: dude, we didn't even have that much in the '80s. It was the '90s that happened more often because they weren't selling as much. But remember, team ups were quite a big thing back in the day. I mean, literally whole lines of comics that were dedicated to that concept. I mean, it it was like it was flavor of the week every go through go through Venom in two thousand. But look at Phase One and
2: Phase Two of how awesome those movies were. Without having to have other characters shoved into them,
0: I get that. But my point is, is that it can be done. So the idea of losing losing faith because you didn't like two TV shows is the most ridiculous Three. thing I can ever. You didn't like Wandavision.
2: I didn't like. <laughs> you can't say Loki. what. It,
0: wait for what I've to finish before you have. If you say another oh. word, because it's one episode, and, <laughs> and every episode's different. Dude, we'll see. The most fair-weather fan I've ever seen. Oh, my team's not winning. Oh, they're not my team anymore from a Dolphins fan.
1: <laughs> for everyone listening that just caught on to this podcast and haven't been listening for the 590 some odd issues that have been done before. This is a prime example of a classic Mauer-Menti matchup where the <laughs> battle is Way more entertaining than what they're actually talking about,
2: because <laughs> Menti wants everything to be happy and everybody in one story. He's Mister Team Up. No, he wants to see no, everybody cross over all the time. But they and all wouldn't it can be cool exist. if this one character was in this one comic, even if just and give they me, can, But they can both exist. My that's my point. They my can, point but is you can do them both. Give me, give me the other one right now. But they haven't not, done shit with just the, one character in it.
0: Dude, have you not realized where this is all going? Of course it wouldn't. We are at a, we are at a pivotal moment in the MCU. This isn't just some, some random occurrence here, man. We've got some crazy stuff that's happening. So yes, I don't think they're going to stop that whole train of moving to go, let's focus on Ben Grimm's The Thing for three hours. Why not? That, because there's some other shit that's going on. I'd love to see where it's still going. Anyway, we got it. There's like there's some other things we got to talk about here, and I got to get through a couple. First off, Ven- Venom, Venom Two is delayed because COVID sucks a lot. Um, so that now is going to be instead of September
2: 24th, it's not going to be in October, and we'll, which makes see- more sense for it anyway, getting into that Halloween month. And the rumors that, you know, he's going to be in, in
0: Midnight Suns. But, you know, we don't like these crossovers. Uh, anyway, that's going to be October
2: 15th. <laughs> we don't like also, these crossovers. There's
0: also some Venom 2, even though that's a book that Mauro really likes. Uh, Venom 2 also has a pretty crazy casting, uh, which may be some huge, huge, huge uh, spoilers. So I'm going to say that now for, for Venom 2. How this is good... this a spoiler?
1: I, I could have swore I read this months we ago. We read this a
2: year ago. I, I miss... he leaked this a year ago when he made his debut in another movie
0: J.K. Simmons apparently is J. Jonah Jameson in Venom 2 this is my first time hearing about it I don't know how I missed so when Far From, from Home came
2: out he did an interview and they asked him about appearing in other things and he says well there's other things already on the book like that was the comment he got well that
0: doesn't mean Venom 2 that means Spider-Man 3 I mean that doesn't what these are other these are, things
2: meaning more for the than longest, one
0: during that time we also didn't know if Spider Man was coming back
2: right Just, so my point
0: is how do we how are we, how if we you, didn't
2: know if Spider Man was coming back and he said he was already involved in other things because it was where did the you M- think he was going to be I didn't think they were going to move J Jonah Jameson from the MCU I don't think he has uh, an exclusive MCU contract. No, but
0: I also don't think that he's going to reprise the Spider-Man role again in a completely different
2: franchise. No, you know what I think? He's going to have hair in Venom. He's
0: going to have hair in Venom? Oh, that would be amazing. If he looks like if he looks like the Tobey Maguire, JJ, that would be incredible.
2: Yeah, he's going to have hair in Venom, and he's going to be uh, the newspaper in Venom.
0: That would be incredible. Because
2: newspapers already established in Venom?
0: I don't. Uh, I don't know if that's true. I want to believe that that's true. But because, remember we were talking about Morbius crossing over? Um, Morbius is apparently in the MCU. And if that's the case, then that would mean that it's not, what's it called? The Tobey Maguire world.
2: But we don't know if Morbius is crossing over after the multiverse gets jacked. That's I true. have a f- I have a feeling that when we get that next Spider-Man, it's going to kind of do a... We like you. You're all part of this world now. Goodbye.
0: I hope that's true. I hope that's true. And I thought that was true for a while, but then we talked about it last week, and it was like, that doesn't seem to be the case.
2: So here's the funny thing. A character like Spider-Man, I don't mind that there's other people in it, because I feel like he needs other heroes in his books for him to look up to. Like, his character almost, part of his character is him not feeling that he is a hero and always comparing himself to the other heroes. So I never really minded other heroes in the Spider-Man books.
1: Does that make sense? That yeah, makes da- sense. I mean, he's Daredevil a Punisher, kid. Also for, for the most point or most part. You like the Daredevil Punisher books?
0: Well, I'm just saying that the the yes, they were good books. Mm-hmm. But my point is is that you can you can rattle off team ups that have been you know outstanding. Yeah. Hell, hell, some team ups are the only reason characters are still around. Green Arrow and Green Lantern really owe a lot to their friendship.
2: <laughs> I just I don't see the MCU ever stopping with the team ups in the. I don't think we're going to get standalone movies in the MCU. I don't think we'll get an X Men movie that's just X Men. I don't think we're going to get a Spider-Man movie ever. That's just Spider-Man, or a Doctor Strange movie moving so, forward.
0: So because re- the because uh, Red Guardian was in Black Widow, Black Widow is not a, an or like that doesn't stand as a count as a standalone movie. Who else? What's was the that? what was the hero that they that they pushed into that movie? That no one. So then I guess you're pretty good, because that was the last release from Marvel. So we could squash this debate. But that was her origin? <laughs> so, so what? It was the last movie they did. It was the last movie they did. The Eternals? I mean, they're already a team, so you can argue that they're a team. But
2: they it's probably just going to be the Eternals. Here's the MCU. Here's their Eternals experiment. Yeah, that
1: was a hell of a segue. <laughs> Was that the segue? Because I that had was another the segue. One. That, <laughs> was a, had? that was a
0: segue, man. That was a segue. <laughs> you, you got something, Mashko?
1: Yeah, I was going to say if you hate team ups, you're going to hate the spawn reboot.
0: <laughs> no, he, he was he. Okay, I see what happened. So he was trying to segue the news that Mauer and I was trying to skip. <laughs> so it's not that we want to skip the spawn news, but spawn spawn got a writer. Uh, it's the dude who wrote the fugitive. What's his he,
2: name? Uh, What's his name? Uh, Brian. Tucker. Say it again. Brian Tucker. There you go. The hey. only thing he's ever written was Broken City. No, he didn't do the
0: fugitive. No, he's working he's on the reboot. Oh, the he's working on a remake. Oh,
2: um, here's what happened with that, because Todd kept saying, I'm only going to do it if I write it. He realized that nobody's going to make his goddamn movie if he's the writer. So he had to bring somebody in that has some experience. <laughs> that's all this is.
0: And that's fair um for f- all right for formatting here, here i'm gonna just <laughs> i'm just gonna get these last bun, uh, these last couple bits of news real quick shang chi uh uh, we got our first, uh, not only got a glance at the IMAX poster that shows two different dragons, the Great Protector, uh, one of them, and there was this crazy looking dragon that looked like it was out of Harry Potter that was also on the cover. So not quite sure how multiple dragons play into this. We saw that one in the trailer. Uh, we've also seen that it's a. I've so far the as far as what I've seen from the critics that have seen the IMAX release, um, it's like, I want to say B+. And the only reason I'm saying B+, is because, they don't really seem like they're saying much besides it had great action. Like it, feel, it feels like that's the thing that I'm hearing a lot from from early reviews, and who knows, maybe that changes. But that's what I've heard so far. Um, all right, then after that, um, Eternals might not be theater only, uh, and that's something that Kevin Feige said, kind of under his breath. Um, we'll see what where we go with it. Is what he said. Where originally it was a <laughs> it was a hard no, this is going to be theater only, and now it's. Meh, well, maybe
2: well they're gonna see how shang chi does yeah right and yeah. Th- and then if that does well groovy if it doesn't do well and the pandemic is still floundering around where it is they're gonna they're not gonna walk away from that stupid money they made charging people 30 dollars on disney plus
0: no, not at all. They're just—I mean—all that's going to happen is there's going to be new type of contracts written, and that's going to be that moving forward.
2: And this—this <laughs> this has to be where we also separate. Marvel is still owned and controlled by Disney, and all Disney cares about is money and stockholders. So as much as Marvel wants to take care of their family, Disney don't give a shit. So,
0: man, we are going hard on this PG-13 today.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we can say shit. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm bad, I'm bad, apparently. <laughs> and we
2: can say the F word a few
1: more times. I found out.
0: Let's come,
2: come on, man.
1: <laughs> it's all goes on YouTube. Then you have to click a couple boxes. All right. Um, Shit.
0: <laughs> all right. Real fast. We're getting a Catwoman anime. We don't know much about it, but it looks kind of cool. First photo looks pretty dope. Past that, I think we should wrap this up. All right. Deuces.
1: Peace. Menti, do that go, thing.
0: <laughs> go to Moshko Collects. Buy stuff. Yeah, check I, out I, all the
1: wonderful stuff.
0: I think our loot crate link is still live. Fireside crew fifteen. You might still be able to get a discount if you if you're uh, if you're interested. I haven't but heard yeah. from
1: them lately. <laughs>
2: Once again, I'm Menti.
1: I'm Ashka. I'm Mr. Mauer
2: BPU.